Hey guys, welcome back to our midweek Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head. I'm a communications intern here at Watkinsville First Baptist Church, and I've got Joel Shimpo, the communications pastor here, and Grace Jenkins, one of our missions interns here today to talk about how James 2 influences our view of missions. So let me take you back to last Sunday for a second. We were in James chapter 2, and it's very easy to pull out verse 24 and for someone to try to make a case that, look, see, justification is not by faith alone, because he says, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And so we talked through that, we wrestled through that on Sunday, and we came to this conclusion that if you take that verse out just by itself, yes, you can say that, but when you see it within the context of the whole book of James and this chapter, then there's no way you can say that. James is showing us and telling us that justification is definitely by faith alone, but if if your faith does not produce works, then your faith wasn't real to begin with. So here's another passage where Paul talks about this idea. In fact, I think we read it on Sunday, but in Ephesians chapter 2, a lot of people know these verses, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. So we read those verses and we say, look, you know, to come to salvation, it's, it's not anything you do at all. It's all the work of God, right? That's true. But then a lot of people forget verse 10, because in verse 10 it says, for we are his workmanship. And that Greek word for workmanship means like a poem, like a work of art, like a sculpture. It means God is shaping us and he's created, he's created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So when we are saved, this is what James is saying. He's agreeing right there with Ephesians chapter 2. We're not saved by any works we do, but our salvation is evidence by the fruit of our life and through our actions. And he gives these examples. So now let's talk about this idea of how that affects the way we view missions. Right. So question kind of pertains to the way that we view missions when we go short term, midterm, or even long term. Are we going and hoping to see a bunch of people pray prayers, make decisions of salvation or put faith in Jesus. Obviously, yes, we hope that people put faith in Jesus. Um, but are we looking for that one thing and then are we leaving? Or are we looking more to make disciples? And I think the key tie-in is not Romans 3 or Ephesians versus James 2, but Matthew 28, 19 and James 2. Um, I think we're not, we're not just going in to make noise. We're going in to make disciples. So it is, it's very easy and it's very tempting for us as we go about our lives and we are wanting to live for the Lord. We're wanting to make disciples that we share with them the gospel. They start to get it and we say, okay, great. Like have a good life. You know, now you're, you're, you've got to get out of hell free card. And that's not what this is about at all. Um, and James shows that, like, that it, you have to have works that follow your faith. And so um, so we do. When we make disciples, we're, we're teaching them um, all that Jesus taught us. That's what the Great Commission is in Matthew 28. So 
So absolutely, we have that obligation to lead people to faith and then to, to show them this is now how you live. The difference is, the difference is if you try to, you know, say to the Lord, like, please save me. And then you try to go out and just like go do whatever you can, whatever the Bible says, kind of all on your own, then you're going to miss it. Everyone who's a Christian has had this experience where they know how when you're truly saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and empowers you to live differently and to be different. And so uh, that's the difference is um, James isn't telling you in, in chapter two to like go out there and do more works because it doesn't work like that. You can't. You, can't, you, you can try your best, but you're going to fall. Uh, James is just trying to get you to look at your heart and say, am I truly saved? Because if I'm truly saved, then we'll see fruit from it. So if there's fruit in our life, you're going to see new actions, new desires, and, and we need people to walk beside us to shape that a little bit too. We need people as we do missions and discipleship, like all that is together. We need, like, we can't just like what Grace was saying. We can't just like, Hey, we're going to get people saved by like getting them to pray a prayer. We have to walk beside them in this process. And I think something that I personally really just took home from Sunday's sermon, you guys talked about justification being kind of two parts. Yeah. Um, the first part being declaration, like justification through faith declares you righteous before God. Um, and then the Holy Spirit comes in and there's a demonstration on our part yeah. in the works that come from that. And so sharing the gospel on campus or in another country or a state or wherever you are is not, you must read the Bible, you must go to church, you must have all these works in your life that proves that you have faith in Jesus. It's, do you, do you have faith in Jesus and does that faith make you desire these things? Justification is a launching pad. Yeah, so that declaration of justification that mm -hmm. we receive in our life is... God's imputed righteousness on us. So we are we are declared innocent before him. We're in relationship with him. And so it is like from that moment forward, just like if you were saved from the worst possible condition, physically speaking, like if you were in a burning house and it was fire everywhere and you could not get out and someone came in and pulled you out, you would owe your life to them. And that's the same for us. Like with God, we owe our life to him. So it's it like redefines, you know, how we relate to God. So question, what do you think James is actually talking about when he says works? So what is works? That's actually a great question. And, and, and one thing we didn't talk through a lot, we just kind of assume like, you know, what works are, you know, and like, that's what, and there is some good parts to that assumption. Like we know what the Bible calls us to. We have the Ten Commandments. We know like these are the things in the way in which God has called us. But if you look at the examples of Abraham and Rahab, that he uses in this particular text surrounding this idea of works, really what he's talking about is obedience, in my opinion. So our works are walking in obedience to, to Jesus. So we have the scripture, so we're obedient when we follow what God says in his word. Um, and there's other times where his Holy Spirit leads us and we have to be obedient to that. So in my opinion, that's, that's what the works are, like that we show that we're Christians it's, it's basically demonstrating that when Jesus calls us to do something, we follow him. So if he tells us, 
go go talk to your friend across the street or he tells us to go to the nations or uh, he you know he tells us or he calls us to care for a, a poor person um, who who's lacking in daily food and is poorly clothed as James says right here in chapter two then um, we have to be obedient in that and that's what demonstrates those works so what I'm hearing you say is, that we, what we really need to do is listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. And we see that in the examples of Abraham and Rahab, I think, because why else would Abraham sacrifice his son? He's so old. He has no other children. Why else other than listening to the Lord who has like told him to do this? Would he sacrifice Isaac and Rahab in the same way? She has no reason to put herself or her family in danger to house these spies other than she's listening to the Lord like she believes in him. And yeah. so we listen, and that listening really proves that we have faith in Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so like any relationship, uh, it's not much of a relationship if they're talking to you and you never listen and there's never really like a two-way street in a conversation. And so if, if our relationship is real with Jesus, then we'll, we'll listen. We'll, we'll hear him and we'll, we'll want to do what he wants, what his desires are. Um, and in the same way, he, he comes and he meets our desires. Our desires are fulfilled in him. Mm-hmm. So when you're on campus doing the great exchange or sharing the gospel, talking to somebody that's sitting next to you in class, listen to the Holy Spirit, I should talk to them. Or I, I should bring up this thing that I read in quiet time. Or this is what I yeah. am personally learning right now. We yeah. listen. And that's when I think we see the Lord work the most. Mm-hmm. And in going, we listen. If the Lord is not telling you to go, don't go. <laughs> but if he is, go. <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you might be hearing this today and, and you might be thinking about how how God has called you to go and, and, and where you're listening or maybe not listening. And in that way, it, it, it shows the kind of relationship that we have with him. So listen. Thanks for listening today on the podcast. We'll see you back here next week.